Hey, Sean. Welcome back from the City of Angels. That's what they yes. call it. He was in heaven? No, it's just called that. It's a nickname for the city. I, I think it has something to do with that movie. Uh, More like City of Traffic. Angels in the Outfield. Sure <laughs> I'm glad that's on. the movie you thought of because I was thinking the same one. Yeah, it's an important <laughs> baseball film. Uh, Sean, how much baseball did you watch while you were there? In oh, Ellen? man, I watched... Uh... None. What? <laughs> oh. So what'd you get up to? I love what? the pause for counting, too. It's yeah, so good. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah. What did I get up to? I just, well, I just off, watched Moneyball yesterday, so baseball in the brain. I like that movie. Uh, yeah, it's it's all right. Yeah. Um, uh, Oscar-nominated Jonah Hill mm-hmm. for that First movie. time. He's two-time nominee now. Yeah, so. like, go back, like, five years, people would laugh at you to say that. Yeah, it's like, yeah. I just saw Superbad. Did you know that guy a couple years from now? Like, I've seen Accepted, and it's funny, but what are you talking about? He's in a hot dog costume. It's pretty good. <laughs> that, was, that movie's okay. It's I'm, South Harmon. I am okay with... I own that movie, so that yep. says something about me. <clears throat> but, okay, um, so Los Angeles... Los Angeles, yeah, that's what I did this last weekend. Um, but one step before that, the drive down to Los Angeles was, okay. was probably, like, the highlight of the trip. So, from San Francisco, there's, like, two main ways of getting to Los Angeles. Number one is the five... And that's, like, the fast route. That's, like, about mm-hmm. a six-hour drive. It's just flat. It's boring. It goes through... Oh, it passed the largest cattle ranch I've ever seen to the point that I think the cows are literally just standing in their own shit. There's that many cows. Do you smell this cattle oh, yeah. ranch? Oh, okay. yeah. And it's... Okay. It is, like, you know it's, like, I'm in a bad spot. Drive faster. <laughs> and that's what I did coming back up. But going down... You mm-hmm. took the Highway 1, which is the coastal route. Way longer, takes about 12 hours to do. So easily twice the distance. But it's because you can't get very much speed because it's really windy. Okay. But it is right on the edge of the cliff, on a cliff going out to the ocean. Like, you can't get any closer. Sometimes there's no guardrails. If you're not paying attention, you will just drive into the ocean. So don't fumble with your iPod or anything while you're driving. Yeah, no. Just... You, and, like, you, the highest you can get up, they allow you to get up to is around... 45 miles an hour, uh, which for you guys is about 80, 90-ish kilometers an hour. Okay. So it's still kind of literally... fast, but it's not like, you know, the 120, 130 kilometers an hour that you'd normally be going on a highway. Right. But this is like efficiency versus, lit- like, the scenic route. Right, but... yeah. So I took the scenic route down. I took the efficient route back up. Okay. And yeah, but you're saying that route... drive down was pretty, pretty oh, crazy, Oh, man, right? yeah. So first night, I stopped in uh, Monterey, which is, and then in the morning, I hit Carmel, which is like a picturesque place, like... You know how Banff is kind of, like, all tidied up and unique looking because it's trying to look really nice? Well, it's like tourism is their whole business. Right. So, Carmel yeah. seems to be kind of the same thing, but less tourists. It's just a really nice place where a lot of rich people, like, go to retire, I guess. Okay. So I'm talking, like, mm. white, sandy beaches, huge beaches. There's apparently, like, a super-duper golf course there. But just, yeah, some mm-hmm. of the most amazing-looking houses I've ever seen right on the cliff right by the beach in fact on the beach as i was walking along it there was this great dane like everyone was bringing their dog there was this great okay. dane that i swear when he's like just standing up on like on all fours not even like on his hind legs just standing on all fours his head comes up to like my rib cage he was huge and he so looked like he, he was having up. yeah if he was on his legs he would easily be over me oh, he wow. looked like okay. he was having the time of his life on that beach were they playing frisbee with him or anything? No, or it was just, just of... running around, and then two other dogs came running up to him, and he was like, 
this is a great dog time and his tongue was hanging out and he was just running everywhere i had so much fun watching this dog have so much fun you should write a movie about this dog having fun about no, really big great dane dogs no yeah. this Owen is a Wilson bad path Right. Just no one voices the dog. It's just a right. Marmaduke of this dog. the movie uh, at the beach. I was telling this awesome, sweet story, and then you bring up Marmaduke. Yeah, I've seen that movie too. Fuck. It's wait, it's that's bad. actually a movie. Yeah, dude. Marmaduke what are you talking about? Movie. Yeah, it's an entire comic series. But no, like, no, no. I know it's a series, but I didn't yeah. know realize they no, had made a movie yeah, out of it. Owen no, Wilson they made a film Marmaduke, adaptation. I, I believe Fergie voices yeah. the love interest. And, like, one of my favorite comedians, Steve Coogan, is a dog in it, and that bums me out so much. Like, why did he accept that That entire that movie is a giant bummer. <sighs> Emma Stone is the voice of the love I know, dog. what are you doing? I'm yep. gonna ruin every joke in that movie. The dog's too big! Yeah, that's the... Co- there's a... Isn't there a blog or something that basically just points out that fact? That's just Oh, the joke. right, what was yeah. that? I, I, I think yeah. I showed you guys that. You did, yeah. yeah. you did. It's just like, what was hey... That, what was that? Oh, was Marmaduke like, Explained or something? Something Some, like that, yeah. where it was just... Where someone was, like, hyper-analyzing the comic. It was explaining yeah, all the punchlines. It was so how good. How stupid... Yeah. I need to find that again. Holy shit, I haven't thought about that forever, and it's hilarious. So see, happy turnaround with that happy Marmaduke digression. Anyways, the main point that I bring up this coastal highway... Yeah. Is... I got to stop for, like, breakfast on this, like, overhanging thing, seeing, like, the mist coming in from the ocean, having some Eggs Benedict. It was fantastic. Mm-hmm. But the real thing was I was driving along the coast, trying to get as, go as fast as I can. It was, like, 30 degrees out, not a cloud in the sky, windows down, had, like, music blasting out my car. I, there was literally a moment where I felt like I was in a racing game. The- F-Zero, right? Well, I was yeah, thinking more a, like a Forza fight. Horizon kind of thing, but it was like just like... in USA. Yeah, like it was literally like, <laughs> this is... Oh, it was like a perfect storm of amazingness. Mm-hmm. But Los Angeles so, was also cool. I went to the beach, biked along the beach. I got a mm-hmm. sunburn, so that's awesome. It's March, so... Whoa. Sorry, weirdly it's specific question. It's spring now, so... You were biking in Los Angeles. Did at any point you feel like, man, I need a guidebook to know how to do this better? To no, it's cycle. 2014, so I have a phone? Yeah, I know. Like, there were, there's a series of guidebooks for cyclists going to specific cities, and I was just like, why do you need that? Like, just, I don't... Is that really a concern? It's bike paths, isn't it? Pretty you know who needs that? Uh, my mom, who likes to use maps. Oh, okay. So... We also have maps, so I guess that section is for a certain I have an app called Maps. Yeah, me too. And so. I have an app called Google Maps, so I'm covered. Yeah. But it's for people like my mom who don't fully trust the internet. So just or have a for those who don't have a signal, it. but you know. I guess that too. I guess that's true, but I'm in Los Angeles. I'm pretty sure I'll have a signal. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Anyways, beach was awesome. Took a dive in the ocean. Nice and cold. Yeah, I had a pretty good weekend. How was your guys' weekend? Um, it's pretty sweet. Uh, video game, video games. I played a lot of those. I had to clean my apartment because I had an apartment inspection to make sure it didn't get kicked out. So. Well, we went clothes shopping at this weird store downtown that basically reminded me of a Wes Anderson movie. It was just like, oh, this is just all the props and oh, it's like super like bold colors or whatever. Like, well, like yeah, Northwest, like just hipsterville kind of stuff. But okay. I bought pants and weird pajamas, so so like I'm, I'm in the movie her. Yeah, I'm in Target. Totally. I was like, if I hike these pants up a lot, that would be perfect. Like, they just need to start catering to that. But yeah, um, 
I guess I fit right in there. They were also playing Kavinsky music, and I was like, oh, he has a new album. Like, it was just perfect. Like, that store was just like, we have you figured out. And so, Were you saying yeah, you're a hipster, I, or what, what are you saying? I think I accidentally stumbled in there. Like, it was just like, oh, this is actually the clothing store. <laughs> I, I found my people. Stumbled or found out you were actually a hipster all along? I don't, I don't know. Both. I, I'm not sure. But, I, yeah, it, it was fun times. So, yeah, there was that and eating breakfast at this diner we like. Um, so... Fun times. John, what did you do? What did you eat? Uh, uh, what did I eat? Yeah, now that we're... Eggs Benedict was also factoring into this. Eggs Benedict is my favorite so. kind of eggs. It's pretty good. John, did you have Eggs Benedict this weekend? No, I did not. That would have been cool. That would have been awesome if you did. Yeah. I had, like, Subway this weekend. That was about it. it was the Subway's most good. Fanciest thing I had. I had okay. a chocolate brownie milkshake and a burger at in L.A. Where? <laughs> um, I'm trying. Uh, it was like called like Burger Lounge or something like that. Okay. You got a brownie at a Burger Lounge? No, it was a chocolate brownie milkshake. milkshake. Oh, yeah. sorry, you missed that first part. I'm oh. sure they probably sold brownies too. I'm I'm not sure, and I'll never know. You know, you could buy a brownie in the shape of a burger. There you go. Did That's I also a lot of brownie. see a film or something? Oh yeah, I did. I mm? saw the movie Enemy. And it was amazing, but in a really weird way. Yeah, I know. It's the Grand Budapest Hotel. That's uh, well, that that's out where you are, but yeah, shortly it'll be here. Um, sorry, enemy. Did you see Prisoners last year? No. Is that the one with Hugh Jackman? With Hugh Jackman, yeah. It's the same director as that. That's why I bring it up. And Jake Gyllenhaal's in it too. In fact, he's in it twice, and that's the whole point of the movie. Uh, Did you spoil it? He sees his doppelganger. No, it's in the trailer. But oh, okay. why that is happening and what's going on, like, it was really surreal and strange in a way I was really happy about. So, yeah. It's nightmarish, though. Like It was like, oh, I had a recurring nightmare like this when I was a kid. Amazing. This is creeping me out in a super perfect way. So Okay, I'm just grabbing the reins because we've got to move yeah. on. So speaking oh, of nightmares, okay. welcome to the See- Top Down Perspective. Yeah, there's uh, video games that feature <laughs> nightmares. Los Angeles, I was going to do an L.A. Noir thing. Eventually. You can Eventually? Oh, I'm yeah. just looking at this Google Doc again, and, like, let's go. <laughs> All right. Hey, guys, this is Nathan. I'm, I think I'm hosting, but I'm not so sure. Uh, Sean uh, is here, Sean Booker. March 20th. It's March 20th. Um, happy St. Patrick's Day. That happened already. Uh, oh, man, John, on St. Patrick's Day, there was a giant block party in downtown San Francisco. Oh, okay. I, did, I didn't see any parties happening around here, but, uh, hey, John. Hey. Welcome. You're, you're also here. Hi. Um, and just, you know, to hand the reins over a little bit, why don't you once again start by telling us what games you played in the last seven days? Still so playing Bravely podcast. Default. Have you beat it yet? No. Well, once you do, we'll do that spoiler cast. I got to the <clears throat> final chapter, finally. Okay. Uh, Sean, you skipped, you started skipping side quests by the end of the game, right? As soon as the second half started, I was like, no, thank you. You made the right choice in skipping the side quest <laughs> in Chapter 8. Yeah. Imagine, I, I'm trying to say this in the least spoiler well, way I, possible. I understand, like, a lot of things start teaming up. That's what it, Imagine, Imagine a boss gauntlet followed by another boss gauntlet. Yeah. But you you're fighting me, multiple... gauntlet. You're fighting... <laughs> oh, yes, that's true, too. <laughs> you're just throwing the word gauntlet around. It's just like, oh, wait. But okay, yes, gauntlets. I, I actually adding things to the news section. <laughs> I'm not going to. <laughs> I actually That's... got stuck in the side quests, and it's thanks to someone from uh, who was watching one of the streams pointing out 
uh, a, a decent team setup for me that I only got through it because I was I literally was dying in one turn. That's how much I was getting my ass kicked. That game really? sometimes does that. That's, yeah. Yeah. So that's a major shout out to Zexian fan for actually saving my ass on that. Cool. Um, so I guess this time next week you'll probably be finished then if you're on the final chapter. Yeah, I because uh, I I'm gonna do the bonus dungeon, and oh, then it's well, straight to the uh, final boss. Are you doing the bonus dungeon before the boss? Yeah. Can you do? Oh, okay. I don't know if you can do it after, so... Well, yeah, once you beat the game, you and you can uh, continue from right before the final boss, so... Can't? Oh, okay. Yeah. So you should just beat the final boss so we can talk about it. <laughs> <clears throat> but still enjoying it, generally? What? Or is it just... Like, are you still enjoying it generally, or is it just like, I'm so far in, I need to put the final nail on this? I, I'm waiting away. to put the final nail on the game right now. Okay. Uh, if not, I Zexion pretty much just saved me from just being sick of the game. Mm. Like, uh, the team that he showed me, uh, I was partly on my way to building up. Like, out of the four characters, one of them had pretty much become what was recommended. And the second one was halfway there, but I didn't think to do the plan that he showed. And it's actually a really good plan, so. So hopefully, tomorrow or the next day I'll be done it. But we'll see. On okay. top of that, I'm also playing South Park, the Stick of Truth. I plan to play yeah. that, too. I'm probably going to play that within the next week, but I guess I, like, is that contrasting really nicely? It's like, oh, it's an RPG, but it's not packed with kind of padding. It's just focused. Um, yeah, it's a little it's a little bit better, but it's a little jarring because it's an Obsidian game and it's buggy as hell. Is it actually? I've had multiple points where I've had to restart the game. Really? Yeah. I just didn't hear a lot of people... Like, okay, like, are you doing side stuff or something? Running weird, like, holes? Or the what? tutorial broke on me. Amazing, okay. It's like, it was showing me how to counterattack. It's like, oh, you block all these attacks, and then, like, you counterattack. I blocked all the attacks, and then they never said anything. Mm-hmm. Everyone just stayed there staring at each other really awkwardly. It was actually kind of funny. Okay. Huh. That's weird, okay. Yeah. Obsidian QA departments maybe need to. Does not exist. Room. I'm convinced it does not exist. Hmm. That's too bad, but I don't know. What, what have you done so far? Like, how far are you? Um, I'm not sure how long the game is, but I'm on the second day. I heard, like, around a dozen hours or something. Yeah, like 12 is what I was hearing. I've probably put five in. Okay. Okay. But I've also been, like, taking my time in the first part. But, like, once you're done taking your time in the first part, there's not it gets really streamlined. Because then you can mm-hmm. be like, all right, it's either, like, straight to something or side quest. I don't really need to explore most areas anymore. Okay. Is it, you know, doing that show thing? Is it like, oh, yeah, that TV show I like. This yeah, there's, great. like, a, a ton of references to older shows. Like, it is it is just a giant collection of references, basically. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I plan to I plan to play when I get some free time. Here's the twist. Never watched South Park. What? That's going to be a weird experience then. Yeah. Yeah, but you're not going to know curious. anyone. It's like they're name-dropping, like, Scott Tennerman well, and stuff. Well, I'll, like, I'll, I'll know the stuff that's, like, surfaced into, like, popular culture. Okay. But apart from that, nope. Hmm. Maybe it'll, it'll still be a fun you... game, but I think you might not get as much value out of it. Yeah, I'm kind of curious what I'm going to get out of it. But now I'm trying to think, like, would someone who's like, who's Batman? What is that? And then they play Arkham Asylum. Would they still have a fun time? Probably, right? Like, it's just a good stealth game. So, in theory, or they'll just be a like, RPG. whatever, I've played stealth games. I'm going to go back to Splinter Cell. What's with this dumb outfit? Sam Fisher yeah. doesn't have no weird Sam Fisher ears. doesn't dress like a bat? What an idiot. <laughs> yeah, maybe this person exists in theory, and I don't know. But, okay. Um, 
yeah, I guess we'll talk more about Stick of Truth in, in the future, but I, I don't know, anything standing out to you, like features or like um, gameplay mechanics or anything? Or? It plays, it plays like kind of like Paper Mario in a way, like the whole like block, time your blocks, and then like counterattacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, time your attacks correctly, you'll do more damage, stuff like that. So like Mario and Luigi, the RPGs. That too, yeah, like, yeah. like the Super yeah. Mario RPGs, Paper Mario stuff, so... Uh, it feels good. The timing has been a little janky on some moves. I've had points where I've pressed the button and it doesn't recognize me pressing the button and I don't do an attack as a, as a result. But Are like, you playing on PS3? or Playing on PS3, is... yeah. Okay. Yeah, I guess I didn't really read much into the console versions. Like if there's uh, from what I had heard, the PS3 version was the better of the two console versions, but the PC was the best version. Okay. Yeah, that's what I'm going to play because Paul has that one. So. Yeah, I, I just didn't want to... I figured I wasn't gonna play it much. PC gaming really is only payday for me at this point. <laughs> Your okay. payday machine. It's free weekend for people who don't. Know it, what it is. This it's is all about, it's so. payday's like sixty six percent off on sale, and they added a new mission today. So. Wow. Okay. Well supported community. So mm-hmm. cool. Um, and that's it for me. Okay. Uh, Sean, you didn't play a lot this week, huh? I I'm I didn't. Well, my entire weekend was packed. So. Okay. But no, I did not play much. Uh, I only played Professor Layton, and I honestly didn't even play that much of, of that. Um, I'm only just like the, maybe the trip and everything. Just, just kinda... yeah, the trip, and then just having to do stuff after work. So it's like dog watching. That's the real star. Yeah, that yeah, that was the best thing. To <laughs> but so, um, Professor, like, what's happening? Can you give us a basic setup about what Layton's up to, or? Uh, well, kinda... like, story stuff, you know, there's a mystery, we're trying to uncover the greatest mystery of all, or whatever. Wait, Ask there's a mystery? Like... What? Yeah, yeah, I know, right? Whoa. Is there a mysterious object or place that it centers There's, like, a whole bunch of them, yeah. What? Oh, man, So awesome. you have to, so you actually have to travel the world, you're not, which is, this is probably the biggest difference from the other Professor Layton games, is you're not in one place. You have an airship that you can go anywhere in the world to. So right oh, now, so no, it's a JRPG, okay, okay cool. <laughs> yeah. Airships, yeah. Rich lineage um, of airship games. So, again, I haven't put too much time into it, but uh, I'm enjoying the puzzles. They're, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's Professor Layton. Yep. Comfort One thing we'll say: I have of, not but... encountered anyone who is also playing this game, so the street passing is useless to me. Hmm. <laughs> Which this street pass also doesn't sound fun. Off. What you can do is, you know, how you can find hint coins in random spots. Yeah. And then they introduced, like, a collection where you could find, like, basically junk that did mm-hmm. nothing, really. It was just, here's more things to find. They have, like, another step of that again. So they have the hint coins, they have the junk, and now they just have, like, I don't even know what they're called, items or something. Where it's like, mm-hmm. oh, you found the fire hydrant by selecting the fire hydrant. Great. Oh, you found the snowman. It's just, they're just items. And what you do is you, like, you can set up challenges of, like to street pass with someone and be like hey can you find these three items and then over the course of their game if they come across the fire hydrant and they know they're looking for it they can select it and i i don't really think that you really get anything from mm. doing that so it kind of sounds awful but i have no one's playing the game so i can't you... really test that out oh, okay it's all cosmetic <clears throat> right no it, it's it's nothing it's literally just things to find no, like you find them and then it unlocks things for you to buy or something like that. That's what I remember them saying in the in like the trailers. Like a hat or a scarf or something. It's like it's some trophies and stuff to display in a home. I think is what they said. Oh, maybe like I don't. Or I don't have the like... home, but maybe. 
There's some cosmetic. There's you. You buy cosmetic things. It's basically you just deck like out your a airship, status. Maybe. It's a status thing for some reason. Yeah. Get a maybe. new toaster cozy for your. Again, I haven't done toaster. much with it because no one's street passing with me. But I'll have to maybe look into it again. Just keep walking by a bunch of Best Buys. You'll be good. I'm down. I'm in downtown San Francisco every day. Like it's pretty populated, but whatever. Anyways, yeah, that's all I've been playing. Okay. Um, I guess as for stuff I played uh, right after last week's show, I finished Remember Me. So Ooh, if you remember, okay. I was like three quarters. I, I don't. It. I don't remember. Remember me. Uh, yeah. See. Yeah. Um, yep. <laughs> yep. That's, That's why on, I make buddy. the big bucks. <laughs> yep. That that game just kind of kept going a little past the point where I was like, I thought it would. I was like, oh, I'll finish this up. This this seems to be wrapping up, and it took like three hours or something. But I was just like, no, if I don't finish this right now, I'm going to lose interest and never play it again. So I just kind of fought through it and some crazy stuff happens and it did kind of make me just realize how easily video games can throw crazy stuff at you and it doesn't even phase you but it was uh yeah weird things you remix a remix at one point and i i think i'll leave it at that as <laughs> how silly that game is goes it, it, like a remix as in like music no, you, you remix memories, right? So you're remixing oh, right, right. Okay. an incident where a remix happened, and so it's, it's like Inception. It's yeah, it get, it folds in on itself. This dumb. I heard really you like remixes. So yeah, remix. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it, I I don't know. The story kind of was still kind of interesting, and those cutscene moments, specifically where you're changing things, are probably my favorite thing in that game. But yeah, there's so many terrible collectibles in that game. Like, kind of reminded me of like Alan Wake or something. Of just like hey, like, this is a linear action game, but there's a thing over here, and I just, I knew I was not interested in those, so I just kind of ran past them, got, like, four out of 55 or something. But, yeah, that's kind of how that game tries to stretch out its running time a bit. But overall, I guess I still liked it, but it's it's a pretty simple beat-em-up kind of thing with a cool sci-fi setting. Um, then Towerfall Ascension. I played Ooh. a few hours of that, a lot Hot of it. Oh yeah, title. It, yeah, the Ouya has finally come to other platforms, like, basically. Like, the thing people cared about is available everywhere now, and uh, it's pretty awesome. Like, it, it's, it's especially fun, obviously, multiplayer. Like, it's mostly Brittany and I playing it 1v1, and recently I've taken to just kind of throwing randomized kind of elements in it, so, like, different arrow types and, like, you know, changing the frequency of item drops and all this stuff, which kind of keeps it pretty fresh. Um, and jumping is there any kind of single player component there's actually a decent yeah like um okay unlike i guess some of the other local multiplayer only kind of stuff that's come out this at least tried to kind of flesh out its single player a little bit like i played through the nidhog one but that takes like an hour and it's kind of just fight all these ai guys this has kind of wave based like dudes attacking you and different enemy types and stuff and there's like 10 stages but I'm at, like, stage four, and it gets, like, nuts hard. And you can play that co-op, like, two players versus all these, like, hordes of enemies that keep kind of pouring through the stage. Um, but, yeah, it's it's kind of crazy. But uh, there's that, and then there's also, like, really Smash Brothers-like uh, target-busting thing. So it's, like, oh, okay. time, you know, it's, like, you have, like, six seconds to get platinum on this target smash, and you're just trying to, like, race through and smash these six targets with your arrows and weird power-ups and stuff. And, man, it's it's also pretty challenging, but uh, there's stuff there. Like, if you want to just mess around with it single-player, it has a few things there, but, like, cool. I mean, the star of the show is the multiplayer, and, like, I still look forward to playing that with a big group of people. 
Like it, it has potential to be quite a bit of fun. Um, like eventually we have to do like a local multiplayer night because of all these yeah, stupid games just, that I can't do much with. Just so they they would make a great addition to kind of a game night type thing. Like just like hey, I brought some controllers. Let's just put this on in the corner and yeah, it would be pretty cool. Um, and yeah, uh, Trousers, the Vlambeer game. I picked that right. up this week. I, what What is this? I keep hearing yeah, about yeah, it, yeah. but I don't know anything about it. I played it quite a while ago at, like, E3 and stuff, too. It was on the Vita there. But, um, I don't know. I think a PAX was the first time I played it. Anyway, what it is is uh, just uh, a shooter, like a bullet hell kind of thing. You're an airplane, and you blow up ships and also airplanes, and occasionally a big giant Zeppelin blimp thing comes down, and it has tons of guns on it. And, like, it just has pretty tight controls, cool, like, upgrades and stuff, and you just kind of fly around and shoot stuff and get combos and try to kind of best yourself and unlock new upgrades and stuff. And, I don't know, it's kind of reminding me a little bit of, like, Time Pilot and how you curl around in the air, but you're also kind of just... Its big thing is stalling. Like, you just kind of stop... your engine and then just kind of turn around you're falling through the air shooting stuff and then you pick up again and it's really snappy like it's like within five seconds of pressing start on that game you are playing that game and after you fail around or something or you blow up you can just press up and like skip the stat screen all that stuff and just take off again and just get right back in it so like it'll kind of just yeah doesn't have it doesn't it have a cool like intro like press up to something or whatever well the intro is just like a three second cutscene of just like dudes crowding around a radar display and then be like (gasps) and then it's on like it's just on so right but don't they say something that's like press up to roust like roust or something yeah yeah i guess that's the first time you ever play it i blew right past that and i've never seen it again but um yeah it i mean it also has all these different kind of upgrades you can get for your plane and each combination of them has its own name and i think like i was under this impression when i started playing it and i'm no longer convinced it's true because no one else has mentioned it but i i'm think i'm hearing right it changes the music like a little bit like, depending on your combination of stuff, like, kind of adds a different layer to the soundtrack. Because it's kind of, like, the same default track, but different kind of remixes of it or something. Like, different kind of elements are layered in depending on what you're doing. Or maybe it's just when I'm doing really well, I have a good layout, so then I notice how far the track can go. I'm not sure. But the music's kind of, you know, also a cool element to it. But yeah, it's just snappy, very arcade-like, and... I I don't know. It's uh, been pretty fun. That has been kind of... Uh, especially on the Vita, I've enjoyed that version the most. I have it cross-play, so it's also on PS3. Um, they don't seem to sync, though, necessarily. Like, the up, the upgrades and stuff I've unlocked. So I'm kind of playing it two times simultaneously. Like, unlocking That's the worst. Stuff. It's a little silly, yeah. But yeah. it's just, hey, I'm out here in the living room. I could be playing it on here, but it, I got my TV. So I just kind of... Yeah, I don't know. Um... I want to play it. It does definitely does sound cool. Yeah, it's just hunting for scores and such. Uh, and I guess you can kind of change the look of it and stuff as it goes on. But yeah. Um, but I guess sort of the big release this past week was Metal Gear Solid Five Ground Zeroes. Ooh. Cool. What are you playing it on? I am playing that on PlayStation 3. So So what did, what did that cost? It cost $20 because I downloaded it. 
it, so that's the cheapest version, right? That's Old the cheapest gen and download. Yeah. yeah, that's the cheapest way to get it, which might influence kind of how I feel about it. Because if if I paid forty dollars for the game, might be a little more. And the only way to do that would have been current gen disc based. Yeah, exactly. Right? Which I did. Actually, no. Wait, I think it, it's thirty. I'm pretty sure they dropped the price of it. Really? Okay. I, I think I did I hear it was something about them dropping this the price. Gen. I'm pretty sure current or like new current gen got dropped down to the same price as physical last gen. So last gen, yeah, sorry. So um, now they're they're both thirty in store. Okay, well, I mean, initially I felt maybe a little burned because like everyone's saying like, oh man, it's like the shortest game ever. I beat it. Like there's a video of a dude beating the game in ten minutes. Uh, I would honestly look at it as that dude beat a mission in ten minutes, but it's kind of the main mission. But there's like more stuff in the same environment like they kind of basically have one like place everything takes you know takes place in but they do a bunch of different stuff with that environment so depending how into like just going back and doing more stuff you're 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 like up for you could get a lot of stuff out of this game i've probably played it for like three hours but my first so are you saying you are really into going back and doing more um like, how long did it take you to beat it? Well, to beat the, the core the Ground Zero's mission, it took me, like, 44 minutes. So, it's not very long. <laughs> like that. Something close to 44 minutes. Yeah, no, it's exactly, like, there's a stat screen that shows you. It's just like, okay, like, 43 minutes and 48 seconds or something. It was, like, pretty, like, right there. And, like, I got a B, though, so I only unlocked a certain amount of stuff. And, I don't know. Honestly, like, part of what I want to say is, like, I am a person who bought Metal Gear VR missions and felt okay about it. So, like, I am not... like VR missions had a lot of content, though, to be fair. This this also does. It's just kind of you have to be okay with not a lot of, like, the story stuff you're accustomed to in a Metal Gear game. Like, there's, like, maybe 15 minutes of cutscene stuff. That's the best part and arguably the only thing I can Exactly. About. So I've kinda I'm kind of at that point now where I'm like going back through these other missions and I'm just kinda like, yeah, but the thing I want is like snake talking and weird like stuff going on and like, you know, all this mystery. And basically all of that you get is in the first cutscene, which basically just seems to be setting up the enemy that will be in Phantom Pain, which is this dude named Skullface. Okay, so I have I have four points. I would like your opinion on. Okay. First off, how close is this to like a case zero type thing? Pretty close in terms of, yeah, small area, but, you know, going back through it is the fun to be had, but unfortunately like it costs four times as much. a paid demo kind of more than a demo? It's a bit more than a demo. There's there's some... Well, that's what I'm saying. Well, case zero was more yeah. than a demo, but like, it was still kind of... I liked Case Zero a lot. I also paid $5 for Case Zero. Mm. So I kind of wish... Like, I mean, they are being, you know, not next-gen Wasn't Case Zero always $5? Yeah, it was always... It launched, like, yeah. really cheap. I liked... Yeah, I liked Case Zero, too. I'm just... I'm not trying to underline Case Zero. I just mean, like, thematically. Yeah, no, yeah. Like, as its position, sure. It's kind of... that. That's a good comparison point, I guess. It is, like, a bite-sized version of what will eventually come out. But just four to six times as much. It is, but... In price. Yeah. Their kind of justification for it. Like, there is a kind of... Like, I mean, I will say, like, the other missions are very different. Like, the the one mission is just like, hey, you gotta rescue these two prisoners. That's, like, the main thing that happens in Ground Zeroes. That has, like, a couple cutscenes in it and stuff, but that, you know, it's about an hour experience. The other, like, the next mission I did was, like, basically just an all-out assault via helicopter on the base during the daytime. 
And it was just like, oh, this is like a Call of Duty level or something. This is like totally different experience. And it's just like, you need to get in there and blow up this thing. Or whatever. I was like, okay. So then it's just like, no, no, that was actually, you know, you're, you're escorting a Jeep that has like a dude you're trying to extract from the, the mission site. And then he's driving along and you're blowing up all these like, Jeeps and stuff and shooting guys. And then you get out of the helicopter, grab him, and then throw him back in. It's kind of almost like mercenaries or something. Like, just, like, levels... Like, you're just doing mercenary, like, tactic stuff, and Snake is involved in all of them. And by Snake, I guess I mean Big Boss, but they just call him Snake. Um, okay, second point. Yeah, yeah. As I try and remember all my points. Okay. Uh, I understand it handles much differently than Metal Gear. Like, it's almost just an action shooter now. Yeah, like the in terms of controls, the mechanics and such definitely feel more conventional third-person shooter than it ever has before. And like, kind of my first thing I ever did was just kind of like, all right, let's just go all out, see how I can handle this. And I was like taking down a whole bunch of dudes, like pretty like without much mess or whatever. Like it was pretty, it handled pretty well in terms of that. Like just left. So is this a aim. stealth game? Yeah, it's absolutely a stealth game though. Like, okay. you're tagging dudes, and then they kind of, like, show up on your map, and you're sneaking around. And, like, the camouflage and stuff, they just kind of be like, if you hide in grass, that is natural camouflage, so you're just hidden. Like, you're not changing your outfit or anything. But, um, yeah, like, I'm, you know, I'm doing a lot of the Metal Gear stuff. I haven't hidden inside a box yet, so that's, you know, kind of a key Metal Gear thing that hasn't happened. But, yeah, hiding behind crates and just kind of leaning up against walls and all that kind of stuff. Like, holding up dudes, grabbing dudes, and kind of, like, interrogating them and all that kind of stuff. Like, there's a lot of Metal Gear Z-type gameplay in there. It's just kind of more modern feeling, I guess. Alright, so that brings up the third point. Yeah. The, your radio. Yeah, the, the, I mean, honestly... Because you're talking about key Metal Gear stuff. Yeah. It's real Metal Gear-like. Alright, so where's, where, how's the radio? You press L2 to kind of just talk to home base, and it makes the Kodak kind of sound, but it's never going to the screen of, like, two faces talking to each other. It is always in-world, you just kind of talking. And, like, you're doing, like, listening to tapes and stuff, but you're also just kind of pressing play. So you mean audio logs? Basically audio logs. They, they seem to kind of lean on those kind of heavy as, like, plot points. So there's no codec, right? Yeah. No no traditional codec, which honestly, like, I almost look at the codec as, like, a necessity of its time in terms of how much story is going on, like, in those PS2 games. It's like, we can't fit that much cutscene on a disc, so this one's gonna be static two faces and it's just gonna be talking. Like, I, I don't, you know, it's different seeing it just kind of... I wouldn't say that. Like, Metal Gear Rising came out, and the only thing John did with that game was Kodak. I, I cut a chopper. He did cut a chopper. Like, it... And then glitched out that fucking bridge run. <laughs> uh, yeah, that bridge run. Yeah, that bridge run is weird, but anyway. Yeah, regardless. I didn't finish Rising, I guess, so I don't know how this contrasts to other recent Metal Gear stuff in terms of Kodak. But yeah, the, no, the, actually I do. It doesn't use the Kodak in the traditional way at all. It is all in-world audio that you're listening to. Like, you're constantly snake walking around. So, and finger up on your ear, walking slowly, talking to Anya. Not even. Like, you're, you're just, you can book it. <laughs> like, actually, that's, the sprint feature is kind of one of the cool things to stealth, because it's like the spotlight will sweep across the yard and then you just mad dash in the shadows and then throw yourself into some bushes and it's like, okay, like that's a little different, but that kind of makes sense. Like that was a cool thing this this and allows me to do. Is this solid snake or is this boss? This is, this boss. is boss. This is the mid seventies. Okay. most of this game right. takes it takes How place in seventy. How old is Big Boss now? Uh probably like 
Does, late... does he have a mustache? Like, does he, he look he's... like Metal Gear Solid Four? Yeah, he looks kind of. No, no, no. He's not all gray. He's probably in his like late forties, mid fifties, or something. Like, he looks okay. He, he you know, Peace Walker and stuff's a little before this. I guess this follows up on right. Peace Walker. Yeah, so... this is a direct follow up to Peace Walker. Yeah, which like, is so... a follow up to Portable Ops, which is the only one that I played a little bit of. So some of those characters, games. like Huey and Miller, I guess, are just kind of in there casually, and you're supposed to know who they are. And I was like, oh, well, I Miller's referencing like Metal Gear Solid One. So who is Huey or Miller? Miller. Oh, okay. Um. Okay, my bad then. I guess. But Huey was the one where it's just like they just keep going. Like he's just talking to you, and you're just like. Okay, and if you read through your iDroid, they lean real heavy on the iDroid. That is your kind of mission computer or something, and it's also what you're listening to tapes and stuff on getting intel through. So I guess that's almost replacing the codec, but... I, I mean, yeah, I guess I can boot up a screen where I'm just looking at pictures and dossiers and stuff and having a voice talk to me, And but it's called the iDroid now. So, yeah, maybe that's part of that, too. What was the fourth point, I guess? Fourth one is uh, Keith Sutherland. I am. That is just kind of like this slow, stinging thing that I don't like. And I mean, it's just a petty thing, but I am so used to the David Hayter voice that, like, the game starts with a cutscene and it's just like, as soon as Snake's talking, you're just like, man, I don't. All right. Like, you are not Snake. You're not my Snake. You're not the Snake I know. Like, and, you know, hearing the justification you're for not it. You're my dad being like, oh, well, we're rebooting the franchise. Like, this is a reboot, fresh slate, this is, like, new Metal it's Gear. It's like the seventh game. I know, and I'm like, dude, like, there's a timeline in the game that has, like, Les Enfants to Metal Gear Solid 5. Yeah, like, it's, like, obviously just another one in the same continuum. Like, this is more Metal Gear. It's just they took out a key part of that for me, so... Yeah, there are moments where, like, Kiefer Sutherland just kind of bums me out. Specifically, I brought it up on Twitter. When you use first aid spray, he kind of does this, oh, thing. And it's so terrible. Like, it's just really bad, and I hate it. Whereas, like, you know, like... But don't you have regenerating health now? You do. Like, so you just kind of hide behind cover, and you will kind of heal. Except if you're really, really, really hurt, you need to press triangle in a safe spot. And you spray... Oh, is it is it kind of like a thing where... You can only heal a certain amount. Um, so, like, kind of like what they did in 3. I think it's just, like, you screwed up detailed. and you're, like, critically damaged, so you need to kind of bring your... like or, or sort of like the Far Cry thing, where you have gone below one health, so now it won't regenerate the whole way. It'll only regenerate to one. Sort of like that, but it's okay. just the screen gets bloody and kind of burnt looking. Um, but I guess, yeah, it's... Uh, I guess, yeah, final thing on Kiefer Sutherland, I really don't understand why they changed that. I don't like that they changed that, but I am an old, staunch, grouchy fan, so I don't know. This game isn't catering to me anymore, which bums me out, but yeah. What if it's like what people are thinking, and they just have Kiefer voicing uh, Big Boss, and then like there's some appearance of Snake, like or some allusion to Snake, and it's still a hater? That would be weird to me at this point, because he's like a clone, but if it's just like, hey, the first time Solid Snake appears in this series, he opens his mouth, and it's David Hayter, I'd, I would fist pump that moment. I'd be like, yeah! So, if they're like setting up that moment for Phantom Pain, I'll take it, but... Okay, I, I, have, a, I have a Metal Gear Solid, I guess, t- story question. Okay. 
in what game or between which games does Big Boss get cloned? Um, after, when does Solid Snake exist? After three. After three. So when, okay, after also three. after five, because this takes place in 75 and Les Enfants Terribles ends in 77. Okay, hang on, hang on. Yeah. So does that mean Portable Ops, Peace Walker, and five are before three? Yeah. Uh, no, no, they're, they're, after all, they're three, all after three. Before five. Okay, so, so five is the most recent thing coming on before solid snake before solid snake yes yes so it, it takes place between five and metal gear solid or metal gear i should say yes it takes place before okay, so, metal gear all right, so so we haven't actually like seen it happen yet no okay all right i'm sure that'll okay. be that, a key. that's probably that's probably the ending of five proper uh phantom pain is probably going to end with the laser on project actually, that would technically be the end of big boss's timeline and then it would go right into metal gear one and snake yeah, man. Now that I'm thinking about like what actually happened in the core mission of Ground Zeroes, like you probably should play this if you're gonna play Phantom Pain, because I'm pretty sure it's setting up a thing in Phantom Pain, like based on the trailers and stuff I've seen. But okay, yeah, like th honestly, this is like for Metal Gear fans only, pretty much, and even that might not be entirely to your liking because of the Kiefer Sutherland thing. But honestly, the core thing people are complaining about of it just being one mission or whatever, like, I feel okay about that. It is, like, a really detailed area they have made that is pretty sprawling and has a bunch of different kind of things for you to do in it. And it's kind of just a dem like, just showing off, like, hey, look at how good this looks. And, like, I'm playing on PS3 last-gen stuff, and I'm still kind of impressed sometimes. of just like, man, that looks sharp. Like, that's some good weather effects or... You know, like, there's a lot going on right now, and it's not causing any problems. Like, like it's just, like, the island is just stocked with, like, 40 guards, and they're just always in there. It's almost like a giant Arkham Asylum stealth area or something. But, yeah. I heard some people compare it to the beginning of Metal Gear Solid 2, the tanker area. Sure, yeah. Like, it was kind of bringing that back as well, of just, like, this is a kind of bite-sized area that you can do stuff in, and, like, you can mess around in the tanker chapter for quite a while. But if you want to just beeline right through it, it won't take very long. But, yeah, it's kind of, I don't know. There's some nice trimmings there that I am fine with spending what I have. But, like, it's kind of a very particular case. Like, I, it's getting some middling kind of reviews and stuff out there. And I get it. Like, this is not for everybody. But, like, the core stuff, like, the, just kind of how they're handling item management and, like, the core mechanics of just running around and doing all the stuff like i'm like okay like i will play a full game with this these mechanics like this seems like some good ideas in here so did you feel like this was worth it though like are you proud are you are you fine with this uh, just this specific one i mean it they had me already like you know it's just like i'm already curious enough so sure um, okay. I guess maybe, like, I would have liked more just straight-up narrative kind of content. Like, this does seem a little trivial in a way. Like, the stuff that goes on in this seems kind of side story. Like, it's just, like, this is not in integral, and also there's, like, no closure in the major stuff, because it's kind of just a prologue. So, yeah, I, I feel about the same way I felt about, like, the VR missions, honestly. Like, level of excitement is around there, which is not, like, yeah, that was a really satisfying Metal Gear campaign. It's more just, like, all right, there's some okay stuff in there, and I like Metal Gear, so this looks and sounds like Metal Gear. I'll, I'll, I'll deal with that. It's not 
yeah, I'm not like glowing with admiration over it, but it was uh, it was decent. So, and I'm, I'm still messing around with some of the other stuff. Like, I got an A in one of the side ops, so I unlocked some new guns, and I can go back and blow up some trucks or something. Like, I don't know. Nice. Like, yeah, it, it's it's fast become like after that core story mission. Now it's kind of just a podcast game. Like, it's just like I will run around in this weird stealth area and have like something on on like the side. So, yeah. But that's it for games I played this week. March 20th. All right. So let's move on to the news mountain. It grew pretty fast. Yeah, I had I had a few in the back burner waiting to get down here. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'll go through a... Basically, I put everything on here. Even your Ikarashi one, I had that ready to go. But Okay. Anyways, let, let's go with that one first because I already mentioned it. Um, so the main Castlevania man at Konami, Ikarashi, has decided to leave he to got... start his own... Studio. Mm-hmm. Ega, um, no. Which, uh, like, everyone's doing it. So, mm-hmm. like, everyone will do it, it seems. Like, um, one kind of interesting thing people were mentioning is maybe he's kind of doing, um, what the Mega Man guy did. And was just like, I want to make my own Castlevania game, so I'll just kickstart it. That would be interesting. Yeah, like, maybe that's why we haven't seen a traditional side-scrolling Castlevania in a while is they weren't letting that happen, so it's just like, alright, well, well, I'm gonna go and make what uh, I wanted to. Ego was the main guy working on those, and he had been relegated over to the uh, the mobile market for Konami for a while. Yeah, I, I guess I was hearing right, Facebook games and stuff. Yeah, he was doing a bunch of Facebook stuff or something. Kind of weird, but... Uh, apparently he wanted to do it in an interview I read on Kotaku, so... Like, he was okay, so, you're saying that stuff was actually of interest to him? It wasn't like a he, lame he, assignment? I guess he wanted to shake things up a bit. Okay. Right, but if he was being interviewed, I doubt his parent company would be like, feel free to tell him you're not enjoying this. Or, like, <laughs> he wouldn't say, like, no, I actually hate it, but, you know, don't tell my boss. Wait, this is going on the internet? Yeah. So, like, well, who knows what that is. It is a little weird to see kind of, like, Japanese developers do this, because, like there was a history of just you stay with your company like i know the guy who invented pac-man was just kind of a low-rung employee there for decades after and you're just like what how does that happen like well tradition you need to stick with your be loyal whereas now it's like hey there's precedent for going and doing your own thing if you have a big enough name so that's kind of cool so john as arguably the only guy of the three of us still playing castlevania games Mm. what would you like to see him do uh I'd like him to go back to like a good solid two D Metroidvania style game. Okay. So you'd be excited about like if he went to Kickstarter and basically made a thematic or a spiritual successor, just like the Mega Man dude. Yeah, I totally be down for that. There's a trailer actually for that that game that came out too, like Inafune's game. So Mighty Number no. Nine. Yeah, yeah. Um. So that yeah, that could happen. I guess like GDC is happening, so he did a talk there. So there, there, that's been also the kind of underlying news of this whole week has just been like somebody you've heard of talked at GDC and it's just like okay cool like I can't see that right. stuff. But. Yeah, I think he actually did a talk that had Metroidvania in the title. Yeah, and stuff, yeah. So here's okay. What if he went and just started work on uh, Shadow Complex Two? <laughs> yep. Now I like, would be perfectly fine with that. Like yeah, chair me too. Hires I him. wouldn't mind. <laughs> Chair's just done with it at this point. They just hand it off to him. He just realized, it's like, man, I made Symphony of the Night, and then the next best one, you know, Shadow Complex, but they're not doing it. Sorry, guys, I got work somewhere else to do. And then <laughs> just busted into Chair's door, and he was like, what is wrong with you people? I'm going to put Let's a sci-fi whip in it. It's like a laser whip. 
That's what yeah, I would bring to the table. His hat and his whip. Yeah. I don't know. This that that's potentially cool stuff will eventually come of this, but that makes me think yeah. like I'm trying to think of other kind of Japanese developers of that era. Like who else could just kind of like break off and do a spiritual successor? And I'm trying to think of like what if like the Sonic dude did this? Like, he, he was like, No guys, did. I got it. Like I'm thinking did he? Technically he left Sega. Uh, Yuji Naka. Yuji yeah. Yeah. What's he doing now? Uh, last thing he did that I right remember is like Ivy the Kiwi. I remember Let's Tap. Wasn't that him? Wasn't that? I think. Yeah, Sega. I love that, that game. Was Sega. But oh, okay, I'm just dumb. trying to think. Like Sonic is just like dead to me. Right. But I think the one thing that could get me back on board if he is if he did like one of these Kickstarter like no guys, I know the secret sauce, and I was holding back. <laughs> Like that's probably the one last chance I could possibly give Sonic. I, I don't think that would be the case. I feel like it's probably just like not think, just think him. of it this way, all right? It's like a gritty reboot, but it's a black hedgehog. Like he's got so much attitude. He's hedgehog. got guns and he drives a motorcycle. <laughs> he's got gu- yeah. Like he doesn't even need to run that fast because he's got a, he's got guns. Where's that game that I own for the GameCube? <laughs> yep, that's that already happened. Um, yeah. I'm trying. Yeah, I'm trying. Th- like, I'm looking up the Parappa guy, Messiah Matsura, but I guess he's kind of been doing his own rhythm games. What about you, John? Is there is there an older Japanese developer from that era that you would love to see break off? Where's the Katamari dude? I think last I heard, he left for a while to make playgrounds, and he came back, and I think he's doing mobile games as well. I'll go to oh, one of these right. playgrounds. Yeah, no, he's totally. He's totally. I think last I heard is he he was doing like a, a an online like a, an online game, like not on Facebook, but a different social game. Kita mm-hmm. Takahashi. But that's right. He totally left to do playgrounds, and I love that story. Yeah. <laughs> like just you know, I've made a few of these games. Oh, he's he's working on Glitch in Vancouver. What is Glitch? A browser-based, massively multiplayer online game. That's the yep. game I remember him saying, yeah. By the yep, Flickr right. founder. All right. realize it was wow. in Vancouver, though. So, yeah, Japanese developers are doing strange things, and Igarashi has joined them, and that that's cool. So, yeah, that, that, I, that's... You you asked me about Japanese developers, what game, what, who would I want yeah, to bring up? Yeah, who do you want? Yeah, who do you want to I do? just want fucking uh, Itagaki to finish Devil's Third. Itagaki's the guy who's responsible for Dead or Alive and Ninja Gaiden reviews. Oh, okay. So... I just right, want that right. to come out and just see if it's any good. Right. What? Yeah, he left uh, that. What's that one team? Ninja. It's. He left NF Team Ninja and uh, Team Tecmo. Ninja. And now, now yeah. Yeah. So Ninja Gaiden three and Dead or Alive five have come out since he left. So. Mhm. Okay. Finish. Finish that game. All right. Um, Activision. So, well, yeah, I'll go through the news in order now. So, Activision announced this week that they are stopping all of their online stores for all their rhythm games. Oh, no. In case anyone is curious about how those games are. I need my DLC for Guitar Hero 3, damn it. I'm actually like, oh, right, DJ Hero, are there some mixes I neglected to pick up? Right, that's the thing is, keep in mind, Guitar Hero and Band Hero are bullshit, but DJ Hero is fantastic. And eventually you're not going to be able to buy any of them. And it's not just like they're going to stop supporting it. It's it's like it's just you can't buy them anymore. They'll be gone. Okay, so, so let's if you see. Need... We got some David Guetta, Eminem, Darude. All right, I'm not really seeing anything essential. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Why were anyway, those yeah. the essential? <laughs> I think I actually so, yeah. bought the Lady Gaga versus Dead Mouse one. All your DJ hero, all your band hero. 
Yeah. Uh, March 31st is the last day you're going to be able to uh, pick those up if you if you need it. I okay. Yeah. There you yeah. go. There's your public service announcement of what the hero games are currently doing. Was nothing. Ghostbusters They're doing nothing? Oh no, that's Rock Band, wasn't it? Lego Rock Band had Ghostbusters in it. Yes. Yes. Okay. So that's and safe. their deal. That DLC store is still active, as far as I'm aware of. All right. It is still active. I understand they're as licenses are running out. They're renewing some and they're renewing others. So that one's kind of slowly, slowly With the dying. Ring. dying. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, the next one, which was kind of interesting, is the next two Assassin's Creeds kind of got leaked. Uh, the what? major one is that the big fall one for this year, codenamed Unity, so Assassin's Creed Unity, uh, is set in 18th century Paris. Okay. That's right around that revolution that happened. So it seems like a good time. I bet the Bastille will factor in. Cool. I'm trying to see what... Because I didn't read this full article. I'm trying to see what the second one is. Um, second game, possibly codenamed Comet. Which is coming on the older consoles, so I guess Unity is the newer ones. And, and I'm not going to read any more of this on the air. Okay. Anyway. Jade Raymond said the French Revolution is dope, essentially. I paraphrase that. So So guess what? Yeah, more Assassin's Creed. Big surprise. Oh, what? Yeah. In fact, two of them a year now. Is it going to be another sense. case of like a handheld one and then like a proper one and then the handheld one goes on the consoles for no reason? Gets HD-ified and yeah, probably. Who knows? So. Cool. Uh, this next story is Nathan's. Yeah, I, this caught my eyes just being like, oh, weird. Um, Brian Michael Bendis, dude who kind of made Ultimate Spider-Man and such, yeah. like, big comic writer for a long time, he has an original series called Powers, which uh, a friend of mine is a big fan of, so I've, I've kind of been aware of this for a while, that it was being pitched around as a TV thing. Uh, apparently FX, the network, passed on it like two years ago. And that whoa, was whoa, last. Hang on. I really hang on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. is that whoa, whoa. a rock band guitar behind you? What? Like we were? Yeah, we were just. That's right. That's right. There's rock. What band. is that even doing out? What are you like? Are you playing rock band? <laughs> no, dude. That's in a box of stuff to get rid of. So yeah, like oh. our mine's just off camera. So mine's yeah. in like a basement, I think. Yeah, no, that box like, has my drums and stuff in it too. I just noticed. Um, I'm like, were you playing rock band? Like who? Who does yeah, that? I was playing Rock Band like three weeks ago. I'm not going to lie. Aren't, it's, really? A friend invited me over to play it. I'm like, all right. I haven't done this in years. Exactly. Like, I feel like the only Rock Band going on nowadays is, hey, remember Rock Band? As opposed to like, no, guys, I'm still playing it like weekly. You guys want to join me this week? Yeah, no, no. Like, who's that, that is, guy? That is a reject box. So, no. Um, but hey, speaking of the... Brian Michael Bennis. Powers is coming to PlayStation Network is the end of that i guess they're looking into more original programming that isn't the tester so oh wow so wait this is a comic series yes it is a a, like independent network yeah and it's like crime centered around people with weird powers so kind of a police procedural noir thing which um could be okay i guess i I, I rest in peace the tester never forget yeah uh great seasons (laughs) I guess the news to me really was just like, oh, Microsoft and Sony are apparently pursuing original content, kind of like Netflix has been doing. So, like, online What's series. Microsoft doing? I don't know. Like, th- they were kind of doing some weird stuff with James Gunn, like, years ago. 
that were kind of like just failed pilot project type stuff. But I guess they have a new initiative too. They they were mentioned in this Polygon article as like Microsoft is doing this too, but they don't have like a show I can pin that on. So I'm not sure what they're working on. But I guess yeah, internet shows that's that's happening. And I don't know, maybe it'll be good. Um Okay, the next one you had was uh Xbox rewards. Yeah, the next ones are mine, so yeah. I read through rewards, this. they're looking into doing like rewarding good behavior. So I guess if you get a whole bunch of like five star reviews on your account, you can actually get some stuff. They've kind of not um, saying what stuff yet though. They're brainstorming. Yeah, they haven't said anything when it would be, how it would work exactly, but just you know, I guess that's good to give rewards as opposed to just punish people. Like, mm-hmm. you know, t- look at it from the other angle. So, as I guess someone this was part who of a GDC plays talk, well, so. uh, maybe I'll get something. Who knows? Yeah. Where's all my prizes for my gamer score? I'm looking for that. They did that, like, like one time, and it was yeah, kind of uh, cool. And that was before I had an Xbox 360, so, like, come on, guys. I spent a lot of time there. I deserve something for it, all right? I did not enjoy open season, <laughs> but I played it. If I recall correctly, like Contra on Xbox Live Arcade was one of the prizes. Do you, do you okay. guys remember this? Yeah, it was just like a free game. Uh, yeah, that was before me. I think it's you if you so. earn ten thousand points within a month or something or something crazy. But yeah, um, okay. Um, d- okay, so arguably the second biggest news after the rhythm game stuff. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Project Morpheus was announced at GDC. Which is Sony's uh, VR goggles. So the VR battle is heating up more contenders. Well, the battle has begun, it seems now. Yeah. Which I Um, I guess I just assumed, like, oh, Oculus is the thing doing that. But I guess it's like, hey, we're going to build our own. We don't need you guys. Screw you. I'm kind of of two minds with it. One is it's really nice and simple when there's only one device, because then I know that's the one to get, and that's the one people are making things for. Yeah. Whereas, you know, I have three current-gen game consoles plus a PC great <laughs> i need to buy an accessory um, for each of them however competition is good it drives development drives sales so that's always that's good as well mm-hmm. but um anyways yes they announced project morpheus haven't done much um i haven't seen much into it but a few things is i've heard it's quite lightweight and whatnot it's going to work with the playstation i to track some head movements okay um so like tilting and whatnot although i think it has a gyroscope in there as well so i'm not 100 percent sure why i would have to do that i'm just seeing because i was reading this article earlier i know it'll pair to a dual shock and a move controller so if you want to play a move game with this on 1080p resolution one interesting fact only 90 degrees field of view which i understand the oculus was close to like 180 yeah that seems kind of narrow but yeah you know okay. you're getting a right angle so hmm. i know i don't know i'm no scientist so yeah it's true i don't know how things work in front of your eyes guys 180 is like perfectly flat you're, no i understand you're thinking no i'm thinking 90 you're yeah yeah that that's 90 you're doing nathan i know yeah and that's which what, is what the, the which is what the morpheus does yeah, which is whereas weird. I believe the Oculus is close to 180 because yeah. you're pretty sure your vision is way bigger than 90 as we're all holding our hands up to our eyes. And to our faces for the video. So, if you know, check it out on YouTube for the amazing exclusive. So, for people at home, kind of do like a right angle with your wrists together. Put it up around, around your nose. Eyes, and, and that's kind of what you're looking that's at. That's what yeah. the Morpheus is going to be like. So, get ready. <laughs> um, My God. Yep. GDC reveals. Uh, next next one, I didn't know about this, but 
Makes sense. I don't. I'm sorry. Oh, Walmart. Yeah. So Walmart is uh, they're looking into or they're starting. They're going to be doing game trade-ins. Uh, 3,100 stores nationwide. So I'm assuming it's just America at the moment. Average trade-in value is going to be $35. I don't know what that. That probably means any game that came out within the past year. That probably means any game that came out in the last like three months. I'm going to assume. Because like not even GameStop does past year for mm, everything. I guess that's true. Unless it's like a Mario game, right? Um, so I guess okay, interesting. Considering like Best Buy and Future Shop like gave up on that for the most part. It seemed like. Um, yeah, trade in your games if you want to do that at Walmart. All of your Walmart needs. Well, at least you can use the trade in to buy other things in the store, right? Like, wasn't Best Buy solely for more games? No, it was for. Anything. Oh, was it? it? Was oh, okay. I didn't realize yeah. that. But no, you're right. You could. You could you could steal someone's games, trade them in at Walmart, and then go buy food. <laughs> there you go. There's gonna be someone who does that. There's gonna be someone who does yeah. that. It's like well, and buy food, and then once you eat the food, that person can never take it back because it's inside you. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, it helped you like actually live for another week. Yeah. So, like you were surviving. You know, do what so, you have to trade in trade in those games. So yeah, no. If so, kids out there, if your parents are like, "Man, you shouldn't play games. Bad for your health." Tell them, "Well, hang on. I'm gonna trade this in, buy some milk." That's just great for my bones and teeth. Yeah, but you, but you're not playing the game anymore, though. Yeah, you're sacrificing well, you beat the it. game. You have to say, "Mom, I need you to buy me this game so that I have a way to buy more milk." <laughs> right. I like, need to spend sixty dollars so I can buy a two dollar product. I'm not getting enough calcium. Call of Duty is trying to help, and Walmart. <laughs> yep. Try it's to just pitch point that. Point A to point B to point C. Okay, map it out. Uh, last bit of news, Flappy Bird is coming back to the App Store at some point. What? Yeah, there's plans. I, I read this a while ago, actually, because it was in this big Rolling Stone interview with, with the guy, Dong Nguyen, who developed that. And yeah, he just kind of mentions in that giant thing that, yeah, it might come back at some point, you know? I don't know when. So, get ready. He's also working on a game called Kitty Jetpack. Get ready. Prepare yourself. Flappy Bird returning. Kitty Jetpack, yo. Sounds good. Yeah, he's working on Kitty Jetpack. Yep. I don't know. That guy seems like he has a good head on his shoulders, but I don't know. It's a weird thing that happened. Uh, one he thing was, though, like, stressed is, out So you were that people were ruining their lives. Like, that was kind of right. the thing. Right, apparently, what, like, he, he was saying in the interview, he, you know, he took it down because people were losing their jobs because they are playing it. Mothers were, like, ignoring their kids. So when Flappy Bird does come back, he has made sure to point out there will be warnings in there to please take a break. Yeah. That's... Which... Like, so I mean, the Nintendo, Nintendo round of style applause, development. Humanity, you're doing great. This is a game that takes like a minute to play a round of, if even that. You're probably being doing generous. really good if you survived a minute. Yeah. So. I mean, Nintendo uh, had stuff like that in all their f games. It would just be like, hey, maybe stop playing and go outside. Not literally phrased <laughs> like that, but it says take a break. So I guess he's just going to implement a ticket. Metal Gear Solid Four, wrapping it full circle. Someone on the codec would phone you and be like, "Hey, you've been playing for a while." Really? I guess yeah. I'll play that sure again. That I did marathon that game, so I probably got that call. I'm pretty sure the Colonel will phone you and be like, "You might want to take a break. You've been playing for a while." It's bad. For I think your it's actually Autocon that does it. So or Autocon, I will. Okay, someone phones you. So there you go. Full circle. We should just end the podcast here. Oh, but we can't do that, Sean, because we got a whole pile of questions. Like way too many. All right, you mean we got questions. emails? Yeah, we got emails. We got questions. We got and we got like numbers. 
sales that, reports? Yeah, it's like bo- bonus news in our question section. So thanks, thanks to everybody. Top so much respect news Gmail. spilled out. Top Nerd Respect on Facebook and TDP Podcast on Twitter. All of these ways to send us MPD All, all the ways, all the ways of the internet. We embrace yeah. it. I guess I first off, though, future. we have to because we're a podcast. Otherwise, we'd be on the radio. Yeah. We, we have already embraced the digital future. It would be great if we had a radio show, though. Wouldn't that be cool? It was like, hey, we could also report traffic. Would that really be great? I'm going to let you know. And on a secret, if you want, we can report traffic on this podcast. No way. It just would be way. useless by the time anyone can... hears it. Just like, hey, I'm well, just loading up we're the... Live. Dude, we're live. What are you talking about? We're live. I guess... embracing the digital future. I guess you're right. In the same fleeting way, radio is relevant. I'm not sure if you notice, Nathan, but people can hear us right now. You're right. And see us. So these, there are dozens of people watching right now. We could do live Calgary traffic. And they need to know, how's the street? What's up <laughs> on the street? The street. How is the street? That's that's the name of the segment. Hey, Nathan, how's the street? I'm told the street is icy today, but... All right, and we'll check in next week with Nathan on how's the street. All right. Can Meanwhile, we actually make this a segment? Uh, <laughs> I'm game for, like, hey, this is what I heard. I didn't actually drive. Uh, Cody. So, wait, hang on. What? Our new our traffic section is just secondhand new. Yeah. It's like if Brittany's home from work, it's like, hey, how are the streets today? And then I'll get a report and head uh, on. Nathan, how's how's the street? Someone told me it's icy. <laughs> I, I didn't. I took their maybe. advice and didn't go out there. So I wouldn't argue against it. Like it could be. And that was how's the street, Nathan? Yeah. Nathan, how's the street? Cody writes in. Cody does write in. Uh, this is uh, this is two questions. Yep. Uh, but they are related. What types of video game memorabilia do you guys usually collect? And how do uh, people respond to your nerd cave? Looking at you, John. Okay. I'm looking at John as well. I I can't look at me. Uh, I don't have a mirror. I can. Here's, here's my reflection. Nope. Is there a specific? Uh, I, I look mildly bemused. Is there a specific memorabilia you find yourself drawn to, at like trade shows and stuff? You're just like, oh, I need this. I need these. I, I look at like a I'm lot actually... of posters and stuff like that. So okay, posters are cool. Yeah, I have I have a lot of posters. I've kind of definitely slowed down on posters as I've started moving a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing I'm really into, because um, I'm not really into the figures too much, but if there's just not necessarily older games, but just like interesting games that I've I've always wanted to have, I'll, I'll grab those for the most part. Yeah, like I'll keep buying carts and stuff, but those are just acquiring more games I'm trying to think if there's like right but i'm not, I'm not saying i buy carts because it's like oh man i i love collecting the old games it's more like oh sweet i finally found this copy of final fantasy 6 on the gba that i've been looking for okay um, however i when i went to japan i was just kind of buying weird stuff i know we didn't have in the states like a wonder swan <laughs> so okay that was fantastic john what you holding or what was that oh it's what? old Never mind. I'm watching what? a YouTube feed, so it was like you were holding oh. a cart. I'm I'm holding my 3DS. Oh, okay. Memorabilia. Game Dude. systems. I I have memorabilia here, to be fair. Do you have memorabilia I game know. systems? We can see like, it. It's just like, hey, this is a GBA that is Pokemon-themed, so I need to have uh, it. I actually do have the NES-themed GBA. Okay. Or, or like GBA a SPS Zelda DS. Gold. Yeah, and my Zelda... The DS Lite. Okay. But, hmm. Uh, and how then do I have this controller? 
It's silver. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, how no, do people respond know. to Nerd Caves? Um, I don't know. We don't... It's okay, I guess. We don't have company over that often, but when we do... I'm usually all, I'll show you mine if you show me yours. What's up? It's just kind of all That's around the room. a little creepy. So <laughs> That's very creepy, actually. Uh, positively, I'm trying to think. I suppose. My, what's my nerd cave? My, my nerd cave is probably. I don't know. I spent because I spent. I play most of my games in like an office mm-hmm. looking room See, with like. I don't call it but, a nerd cave. I call it my apartment. Yeah, that's just <laughs> yeah. There's an asteroid machine there. Isn't that awesome, guys? I told you. Stop referring to it as the nerd cave. Okay, it's where I live. Shut up. I don't Dad. live in a cave. There's a giant pokey head on the table. Like, whatever. Uh, it's, it's on just... top of the asteroid machine now. And there's a sombrero on top of the pinball machine. So. All right. Mom, it's not weird. It's my house. Okay? Yeah. It's my bedroom and my kitchen. It is kind of core. Now I'm looking over there like Godzilla's in the kitchen. And, like, it's it's just all around. It doesn't. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. Oh, there's a transformer. Also, most of my nerd stuff is restricted to like a shelving unit, like a long shelving unit. So I don't really think I have much of a cave either. Mm -hmm. To be fair, like and like he says, like how do people react to like the place? And like most people who see my apartment are people who are like-minded anyway, so they would like this kind of stuff. So yeah, it's just like oh yeah, this makes sense. This fits. Like you're not blown away, but it's like what you have video game stuff. I guess, yeah. Sean, I would say, like, the most thing, like, you have all those Nintendo Power posters, like, at your house. Right, but again, that's, like, my parents' house, and, like, how often am I there anymore? I guess so. so. It's just, like, <clears throat> right. you know, repping. In the past, sure. Like, again, I used to be way into posters, but I move around so much now, I, I just don't collect them as much. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, okay, that's Cody's question. Uh, now it's on to the crazy... Uh, Matthew, what do you think of February's MPD numbers? For reference, I posted some noteworthy ones, and then there's a giant list. So, okay, let's look at this list. We're just taking a face value. Hopefully you're not lying. Yeah, hopefully Matthew's telling the truth here. We're looking at his kind of highlights of the MPD numbers. I didn't think those were readily available anymore, but cool. I'm I'm happy about this. (coughs) Um, Things that are standing out to me, Wii U, 82,000 units, which is less than the Xbox 360 the PlayStation 3, and pretty much everything, except the Vita, which 24,000. So, wow. In fact, it's less than Bravely Default. <laughs> yeah, which uh, 3DS sold Slight 151,000. Difference. Slight price difference between those two. That's true. Uh, 200,000 total, like 160,000 retail units, 40,000 digital downloads of Bravely Default. So that's solid. That seems like a good launch, 200,000 in February. Yeah, that was in within the first three weeks, so... Oh, a Tropical Freeze, 130000 That's okay, I guess. You know? Yeah, like, I feel like they probably wish that did better, but I mean, eh, yeah. there's only so many systems out there. But hey, that's like 10 times as many as Dangon Rompa. So, trigger, ha- trigger Happy Havoc, which we both have, so that's two of the sales right here. There you go. Um, yeah, Vita titles. Now, he has Plants vs. Zombies, 120000 I'm assuming that's Garden Warfare? Probably Garden Warfare. Yeah, it should be Garden Warfare. That's the month that Isn't came that out. only out on Xbox One? No, uh, 360 as well. Oh, okay. Oh, right, it, it, that's true, but it just came out on 360. I don't think back in February it was out on 360. Oh, it, it's probably also on PC then in that case. Mm, Lords of Shadow 2 only gets 5,000. Less than, maybe. <clears throat> so, yeah, I don't know. That's uh, kind of sad and, you know, kind of cool in some spots. Oh, what's this? LTD. Lifetime to date. Oh, yeah, Tearaway, only 57,000 ever. Kind of makes sense. 
Monster Hunter 3, Wii I do U, want to buy that 97, but like 3DS at 240, that seems crazy. Hmm. Well, there's a lot more 3DSs out there. Well, mm. thanks for the the info, Matthew. Um, I don't know what to think exactly. Like, oh, cool, interesting. Well, at least almost 100,000 copies of Rayman Legends for Wii U were sold. That's cool. Okay. Yeah. All right, Daniel writes in with a few. Uh, he says, hello there. First heard of you guys. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, it's Nathan and Sean. Are there any current non-gaming media you are investing time in right now? Uh, we're both into movies quite a bit. Yeah, movies and a lot of TV shows lately. <laughs> like, just tons. I'm not like... a, I do a little bit of TV. Uh, I read comics. I read the weekly comics and stuff. I'm oh, okay. I read comics quite a bit. Yo, that's Sopranos. Um, you heard of that one? I'm watching that. I kind of want the PS2 to... game now. But, okay, anyway, move on. Question to John. Yeah. Uh, when are you going to upload the finale to your co-op Double Dragon 2 LP? Uh, that goes up after the next episode of Superman. Okay. Also, you need to hit up Twitch about the past broadcast video from your last subscriber's night stream. Uh, then there's a link. Uh, the last 34 minutes don't load, and he gets an error message, although mm. he's not a member of Twitch TV. So maybe that that's... shouldn't make him difference hmm. uh i'll i'll check into it like i don't know sometimes i think twitch loses the connections on those sometimes they come back Last all right four minutes um and then there was another question on our facebook although it was the same name so i'm assuming it's the same guy unless there's two people but either way i'll just say ask it now so this is a different daniel um, potentially <clears throat> potentially but i think it's the same one okay um don't know if you found out about this already but ultra street fighter 4 decapre reveal dick move by capcom I guess uh, John's probably the only one who knows about this, right? Yep. Um, Storyline-wise, the character makes sense, but uh, for anyone who's just casually like looking at it, it's basically a supervillain version of Cammy. Okay. So she's wearing like a mask. She has two blonde ponytails instead of one. Is this a new character? And, uh, it's not really. This is a character that's technically been around since Street Fighter Alpha 3, but this is the first time she was playable. Oh, the you're problem saying is so they this were... is a lazy way to do this character or something? Or... Yes, that's what pretty much everyone's upset about. Oh, okay. Um, we had a similar question from another person, and they also brought up it's similar to Vega. Yeah, because it's... Cammy Vega? Once again, Cammy with, Cammy with a mask and has, like, laser claws. Okay. I don't know any of these. I haven't I watched Cammy, the footage of it. So... Apparently, apparently she plays differently, but she looks similar. So that's, I think, another reason people are upset about. So Okay. Do you consider it to be a dick move by Capcom? I I knew of the character's existence before because like she's been around technically since Street Fighter Alpha Three, and I heard rumors that it was going to be one of the doll characters, which means there was like twelve characters to choose from. I just find it weird they choose the character that literally looks like another character that's been in the series for years. Hmm. Okay. I don't know. I wish they had made a new new character instead of just pulling someone from old lore. But what are you gonna do? Shrug Not and buy it. Yeah, that's that's yeah. I guess that's the most you extreme do. thing you could do. Just yeah, because the four ca- the four characters they're adding have already been in other two D fighting games like Street Fighter versus Tekken. All right, um, Andrew writes in with a bunch of questions. First one is: uh, When any of you get around to playing uh, Donkey Rampa, are you going to watch the anime that aired last summer? From what I understand, it's really close to the game. Although he hasn't played the game himself, so he can't confirm. But he does know that the anime is very enjoyable. 
Uh, if it's uh, too similar a story, like I honestly, I did start dabbling in Danganronpa, and I think it would just kind of be lower on my list of animes to watch just based on the subject matter. Like it's. I was trying to think of this like if there was a nine 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 anime, even if it was similar, I'd probably watch it. I don't know. Like I kind of like experiencing them that way, so I'm not sure if it it would translate exactly, but. Like, I, like, even stuff I'm sort of interested in, like, I know there's a Phoenix Wright movie and, like, Professor Layton stuff. I haven't really sought out that stuff. I watched stuff. the Professor Layton movie. Is, yeah. Is it awesome? Like, should I have watched that? I don't know. I it's so long since I've seen it. I can't really remember. Okay. Um, I guess I'm going to say not not super likely, but I guess I could look into it. If I, if I at the end of Danganronpa, I'm like, man, that was actually really fun. Maybe. But, yeah. That reminds me, I watched that Animal Crossing movie. What? Last fall. There was an Animal Crossing movie? Yeah, I remember we talked about it on this because I brought it up. But yeah, I watched that. Did you ever watch the Layton one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. we just yeah years ago. Just came up. Okay. Um, There's a Tales of Vesperia movie I need to watch. There's a Mass Effect movie, isn't there? There is. Uh, yeah, there's like three Dead Space ones. Two Dante. Oh, that's right. Uh, a Dante's in fact, Inferno I own one, one of the Dead Space ones in the uh, when what was it? Rogers Video was going under. I got it for like a dollar. Yeah, no, I was reminded of the Mass Effect one kind of recently, and was thinking about picking it up, but yeah. It's like an anime of some kind. It's like a... I don't know if it's short stories or if it's like a, just a 90-minute movie. But, yeah. Anyway, I, I'll, I'll take question two here. I've been debating whether or not to get a Vita or 3DS since I haven't had new portable systems since the GBASP, which is sitting on top of my PS1 unused with some Game Boy Color Zelda game in it. Okay. Uh, both systems have good games I want to play really bad, but I probably won't have the money for the other one after buying one of them. So I guess Vita or 3DS. I was thinking about this. Um, huh. I would say the 3DS, because it has way more games I like, and you get the DS library. Okay. Again, and it's cheaper than the Vita. However, if you have, like, no money after getting the system, but if you could get PlayStation Plus... Yeah. Then you have a year of getting a few games every month. Or yeah. And a lot, and a lot a of the games. AAA titles for the Vita are available on that, like uh, Gravity right. Rush. Right, and the Vita doesn't get as many new of the PlayStation Plus games, but I could say you'd probably get, like, maybe one every two months for the Vita. Yeah. So at least six. And, you know, but discounts still, on like, stuff with Plus as well, so it's kind of yeah. a nice nice thing. It's kind of a nice... A lot of cool indie games on there, too. Get, but even, even with that said, though, the games on the 3DS I like more than the games on the Vita. And because you also get those DS games, and like the DS slash 3DS is like my favorite system. So, I guess personally, I'd probably go Vita just because I spend more time with it. Like I just have been going back to it more just because of that big library of stuff. But also, like, yeah, I don't know. Like, there's some cool stuff that's exclusive to there. Like, Ollie Ollie is really good. I guess it's coming to other things soon. But uh, I don't know. Yeah, Luminous, dude, it's awesome. So. Personally, out of the two, I play my 3DS the most. They both have their strengths and weaknesses. They both have uh, classic games from older consoles. Like, there's PS1 games on the Vita. There's uh, NES and GB Game Boy games on the 3DS. Mm-hmm. Soon uh, to be Game Boy Advance. Yeah. No, no, that's the uh, Wii U that's getting that for some weird reason. Oh, that's right. You're right. Uh, I think there's more good games right now on the 3DS, but the Vita has a bunch of good games. I and they're almost about the same price console-wise. Man, actually, now I'm thinking, though, like, I'm just kind of rolling in the fact that I already bought a 32-gig card, which was, like, another 80 bucks. But I oh, think that right. actually went down key. in price. 
they've I think they realize how I, stupid I, that I, I, I remember them announcing though, but it was like a twenty dollar cut, and you would you would have to get a card unless he could get like a bundle, but again like again like the Vita is an expensive one because you were recommending you getting PlayStation Plus, which is like sixty bucks there. Yeah, I feel like if you just got like a three DS, and then a bunch of like DS games, you'd get so much more. Yeah, not even three DS games, just a bunch of cheaper DS games because there's a lot of great DS games. I guess yeah. Now now that I'm kind of over the forgot about the DS thing. Yeah, it's kind of easy to recommend it, but it it was kind of an expensive thing. The three DS comes with a memory card. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, but it's only like two or four games. You fill that up pretty fast. Well, regardless, like again, but again, DS games don't need a memory card. Just three DS games sometimes do. Alright, so it sounds like we're going 3DS on that. 2 to 3, say that without reservation. One has an asterisk next to a Vita recommendation, so yeah, probably go with the 3DS. Um, have any of you played the Hyperdimension Neptunia games? No. No, I know of them, but they're, I've never played them. Uh, these are the RPGs where all the video game consoles are anime robot women. I don't know what this. I've I've never heard about this. What is what are these on? Uh, PS3 PC? for the first one. Second one I think is either PSP or Vita. I think it's PSP. That's okay. I need it, to look there's, into these. There's Hyperdimension Neptunia and then Hyperdimension Neptunia Mark II or something like that. The first game, the characters are the the main character, which is the Neptunia or the Neptune. Uh, then you also have the PS3, Xbox 360, and Wii as anthropomorphized female robot characters. <laughs> Okay. All I'm saying is, I like games. I like women. <laughs> if so, the women are games, if you're really lonely, then <laughs> this is a good maybe so, it's for you. Yeah. The you, second one, the second one, I remember being portable, and the, like the DS and the PSP were characters. Okay. Um. Yeah. Daniel or Andrew rather's been thinking about picking them up, but yeah, see if they're actually good or as dumb as the idea sounds. Um. Okay. Last question. Does someone else want to take it or? I got it. Okay. Yeah, I can get it. Okay. Go ahead. Once I bring it back up. Uh, question four on the list here. Yep. Yeah. What was yeah. so bad about Tales of Symphonia 2? I liked it and had lots of fun with it. Then again, I honestly like Star Wars Episode 1 and Indiana Jones 4. Maybe I just like bad things. <laughs> First off, yes, you do like bad things. Uh, yep. Uh, all right. Qualified. What? Crystal Skull I saw a lot of times. I don't hate it. But oh my god, what it's, are you it's talking like about? Dumb, but it's it's trying to be, so it's okay. There's, no, that movie is terrible. Aliens it are cool, so, so Shia LaBeouf swinging through the vines. But I laughed at that, so maybe it was supposed uh, then you're to a be. Bad, oh, you're a bad person. No, because it was person. stupid. You know, but not in a good way. I guess not. It had moments in it. I don't know. No, of bullshit. Ray Winstone is terrible in that movie. I I agree, but okay, whatever. Tales of Symphonia Two. Uh, I own Tales of Symphonia Two. I have not played it. Okay, I was it supposed to be outright bad or just kind of people weren't super stoked about it. I remember getting like sixty kind of on it, Metacritic. Or something it like it that. was on the Wii. I think the characters. I was told the characters weren't as memorable. Uh, the controls. I heard were a little bit weird, but not too bad. I just remember hearing, like, originally when it was released in Japan, it was incredibly buggy, like, crashing buggy. Oh, okay. So, I don't know how the uh, the release we got in North America was. I honestly didn't play it either. I have it. Don't play it. I even have the HD collection, so I haven't touched it. 
Wasn't it kind of like using a lot of the same areas from the first one? Is that fair? Well, to I mean, say? a lot of those characters return at some point, but like the characters you play as, I believe, are not <clears throat> the same core them. crew from. Yeah, the first like one. I know, like the the primary characters, the primary two characters are not are new characters, but I know that like Lloyd and everyone else makes an appearance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it starts off with like Lloyd is a bad guy now, and that's the that's how it starts. Because again, I've maybe played like. 30 minutes of that game so it just didn't pull you in for some reason or i uh, know i think it was just other stuff was coming out and i just jumped on that as opposed to another major rpg okay um so what was so bad about it? i don't i don't really know i, I thought it was yeah, the repetition really, of areas yeah, or something but people have different opinions on that um, oh juker has more info on neptunia all three games are on the ps3 john but are getting remakes on vita and the main character in Sega's canceled is is Sega's canceled console, the Sega Neptune sequel to the Sega Saturn. But yes, the sisters in two are portable consoles. Weird. There you go. Um, David writes in, "Hey guys, it's Comet. Towerfall Ascension recently came out on Steam, but has no online multiplayer, only local. I bought it anyways, but others are upset. What are your thoughts?" Um, I, I wish it had uh, online multiplayer, but considering how like precise the controls have to be on that game. I can understand why he didn't do it. Yeah, and I, I felt like they kind of made it up a little better than some of the other games with like a decent amount of single player stuff to do. So, yeah, I feel I feel fine about it too. Um, it's kind of weird as like a trend of like local multi, but it, that can be fun. So if you can make that happen, uh, that that's the way to go. Uh, Sean, you want to read Link Mario's? Yeah. Okay. Have you guys ever heard? Or have you guys heard that YouTube is hiring super flaggers to monitor videos on YouTube? Some of these super flaggers are government officials. I nope. John, what? No, this is news to me. Is this like All for right, copyright stuff or something? Or I maybe I guess I don't know. I thought they, I thought all that was automated. Hmm. I have no idea. So have you guys heard? No, we didn't. But thanks for letting us know. Um, yep. Junkie GS. Junkie GS. Yeah. Question. I got it. Okay. Sean, can you ask your roommate to play the TDP intro song on the piano? I'm not going to do that. <laughs> okay. Nope. And are any of you going to PAX East? I'm not. I am. Okay. Figured we've got, we've John, got, our, we've a, got panel, a panel, don't you? Yeah, we've got a panel on Saturday. So. When is it? Plug your panel. Saturday at 3 in the ARC <laughs> Theater, I think is which one it is. Isn't that real soon? All right. I think, what, I think, I think it's erected. What's happening at your panel? What are you doing? Uh, we're doing throne controllers again, so we're doing the game show where we have people come up and show how bad they it are. It breaks games. every time. Yeah, exactly. That's the one. <laughs> are you? Is it going to be? Is it the same old? Or I shouldn't say old, but the same questions, or do you have to like remake that game again? Oh, like I, I add new questions every year. Okay. Because I just remember you having like really hard time with it. So is it going to be like an equally hard time, or have you streamlined the update process? Oh, that oh no, the update process is super streamlined. But I add like new question types every time. So wasn't there a okay, time? So it's going to be less stressful. Wasn't... Yeah, hopefully. I think I need to do some other updates on it. Otherwise, I'm going to make it give it a new fresh coat of paint. But... And just bring a ton of backup cables. I remember that being an issue as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I started doing that last year. Okay, cool. I just remember the one I went to. Here. Someone didn't know who Doctor Wiley was, and it was amazing. Yep. So. <laughs> Good times can happen at that panel uh, if you're going to PAX East. Check it out. PAX East, last time we did it. Oh, right, because, Sean, you're probably thinking of when we did it at Prime. Yeah, no, last time we ran it at East, like, it went, like, super smooth for the most part. Okay. 
I just I remember hearing a few times you've tried running it and it's gone bad or whatever. Yeah, pretty much every time we run it, like something goes wrong. But for the most part, like the last run was the smoothest. So okay. I remember when I went to your panel, I had just gone to the free Ubisoft lunch and gotten a chicken sandwich and some spicy coleslaw. Ooh. And then I ran all the way to get in line at your panel. As soon as I got in line, I dropped the chicken sandwich on the ground and I didn't get to have any of it. Oh, and that sucks. That's rough. But you still got that coleslaw, right? No, the coleslaw fell. The whole thing fell. I got it on my <laughs> oh, pants. Man. I got it on the floor and I was just like, Oh man! And, and then you got me to sign my own video game. Yeah, so I guess that <laughs> video. Thanks for that, by the way. Internet. All right, Brandon yep. writes, "Hey guys, I'm a little scared about heading into college a few months from now. Any day one tips or advice in general?" Hmm. Um, a lot. I know my my university had like an orientation week like beforehand. If you're like on campus and stuff, maybe just for new students, so you can go there early or like meet people. That might be something worth doing. Other freshmen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I did that my first year, and that, I met a bunch of friends that way. So, yeah, I did not do that on purpose because I didn't care. I guess look Fair into enough. clubs, maybe if you're wanting to meet people. In fact, I was at PAX during orientation week, and I showed up <laughs> to school the night before my first class. So, that's the way to go. That's um, a, yeah, that's a way to do it if you want. Clubs, though. Did you guys ever do club stuff? I kind of got into some clubs. Nope. Okay. There's usually yeah, a club. One clubs. thing I would say is, at least in my school, you were forced to get a gym membership. So I went to the gym every day, and that was great. Ooh, we weren't that forced money. to get one in my school. It was a, they gave you a free one. Oh man. Okay. Sorry. But did you have to pay for it though? Well, well, by like it was part of your ID card, so technically. Because I had to pay for like a, there's a in my school there's like a number of things that are just like school fees like library fees yeah no okay in like that, that if you're counting it like that then yes we were forced to get a gym membership yes, as well that's that's what yeah now I'm just having flashbacks to like the favorite thing I like to do between classes is basically you just get your iPod right you load it up with a bunch of cool electronic music and then you just walk all around the campus and it's usually I don't know which college you're looking into but it's like a cool setting for weird, you know, just background stuff to you walk in. And then you familiarize yourself with the campus and you get to feel like you're in a music video. It's awesome. <laughs> so, there you go. Cool tip <laughs> for cool kids going to college. <laughs> listen to Calm Trues all the time and walk around. It's it's fun. He has a new album out, so... Boom. <laughs> the clubs is probably a great thing. Look into those clubs during the club oh, week. Oh, man. This is a great pairing of people. Like, regular Brandon has also sent us something. I don't know. Is it the yes. same guy? Uh, for those who play Bravely Default... Uh, it's not the same guy. But that The first one was Brandon. Oh, this one is my Brandon. Bad, yeah. Okay. Um, for those who played Bravely Default, that's you two guys. Uh, thoughts on the mid-game difficulty spike? Seriously, like, what the hell? Yup. <laughs> okay. There's a yep. lot of things in that game where all I need to say is seriously, what the hell? Man. All right. We'll talk more about this on the spoiler cast that is for Yep. And... All I can say is yup. <laughs> All right, so co-miserating there. And uh, last last bit of questions from Allison. Where can I find a copy of Ghost Trick? I heard that game is awesome. That's, that's true. iOS. Uh, uh, if you have iOS, yeah. Otherwise, I believe you can still order the game off of Capcom's store online. I was looking at Amazon, Probably too. Amazon has it, Yeah, but really. the cheapest would be iOS. Yeah, yeah, easily cheapest is iOS. Wasn't it on sale, like, like a month ago? I, I remember there was one point. I don't think it was a month ago, a little further back than that, but it was, like, a dollar or something and it was just like that's incredible so but yeah no that game i think that game in normal price is somewhere around five to ten bucks for everything 
on iOS. Okay. So that's easily half the price you'll get it anywhere yeah, else. Yeah, like I was looking on Amazon, it was like sixteen, but it was some weird like hit gaming ink or something, so it was like eight dollar shipping, so yeah. Oh, but again, if you don't have an iOS device, then yeah, Amazon or the Capcom. Yeah, it's still obviously. readily available. And then, hey, if you search Ghost Trick, right under it is 999 for weird reasons. At least on my profile. Maybe Amazon knows me, and that's what they're trying to that's, do. That's because Amazon knows okay. me. Um, and last question. I recently got One Piece Romance Dawn. I am enjoying it because it's One Piece. Do you guys ever play video games based on shows? Stick a tree. Uh, I mentioned it earlier. I played through that open season game. Yeah, based on movies. Some movie. Yeah. yeah. And Surfs Up. Team and Avatar: The Last Airbender. Yeah, that's a show. So that, that's one right there. Um, Billy Viva and Pinata. Mandy. Viva Pinata Two. Those games are awesome. Yeah, but the show came after. That show was good too. It didn't come after the second game. That's true. Viva Pinata, the show. The game were synced up and stuff trouble in paradise Did you ever watch that i actually watched some of it when i stumbled on I, it. i'm just saying i kind of liked that yeah horstachio um yeah fudge hog man i'm trying to think if there's any like prominent tv show based you know like there's an alias you know, I played, game i've played remember? some simpsons games x files v- vip I, I guess I was just saying, honestly, like I'm going to probably play The Sopranos Road to Respect because why? Because I like the show. I want to see what happened, so I'll check it out. This sounds like the I guess, same. I movie. guess the thought did cross my mind of playing 24. So yeah, it's like I recently, like just substitute. Oh. I recently got The Sopranos Actually, Road to Respect. I'm enjoying it because it's The Sopranos. Like that sentence works. Now that you're mentioning live action stuff, I played through the Lost game as well as Jumper. I did too. That Lost game. <laughs> the voice acting on Locke was so bad. It was... Oh, man. They got, like, voice sound-alikes, but not good enough. So, yeah, that was a TV show. And I was not enjoying it because I'm it was... I'm surprised that got made. Like, holy smokes. It was supposed to be canonical at some point, but they just... No, I think it is technically canonical because it all takes place, like, behind the scenes. And, like, it kind of made sense that you were another person on the plane because there's a bunch of, like, throwaway characters in that show. Right, That yeah. are just, like, yeah. other survivors that are happening in the background. So it's like, hey, you're another guy. Yeah, I totally played that game. And the, being in the hatch was almost kind of cool, right? There was a shark with the, the logo on it. I don't remember enough about that game. Yeah. You took pictures. You had a camera. You were a photographer, yeah. Um, so, yes, we. I've done this before. If it's got a license, I will occasionally fall for it. Like, I'll buy the Fievel game on GBA, just because. Really? Yeah, I bought that game. I haven't played it yet, but I bet it's amazing. I'm sure it's not. I guess that's the thing, though. With licensed games, you know they will never get a digital release in the future. So it's like, do you want it or not? Like, you have to buy it. So... Yeah. Occasionally it works out like that Aladdin game. And occasionally it doesn't. That Inspector Gadget game is is bad. <laughs> anyway, that's right. it for questions. Uh, games of the week. I, I played one game, Press of Light. South Park. Oh, man. I was actually kind of like, as I was enjoying more and more games this week, I was like, oh, no, I'm getting in trouble. Um, I'm probably going to go with Luftrausers. See, now that you've right. brought up Luke Charles, I feel like I'm probably going to download it because it sounds interesting. It's like 8 bucks right now on Plus. And... Vlambeer? Like, come on. Yeah, it's just fun. Like, it's just fun to, like, keep doing <laughs> combos and crazy stuff. It's cool. Like, I, Towerfall is still great, but I know I'm going to be playing that more in the future. 
And Metal Gear, I talked about a lot. Like, it's kind of a qualified enjoyment. So, yeah, Lift Rousers, man. It's, it's great. Um, so, yeah. And questions, do we really say? Like, Top Down Gmail, Top Down Facebook, TV Podcast, iTunes Reviews, all that stuff. iTunes Reviews. Yeah. Gotta beat that other game. We gotta beat all those. Yeah. You, you gonna say the right game this time? Neverwinter Nights 2. <laughs> no, it's it's not Neverwinter Nights again. It's Dra- Dragon Age. It's, uh, it's RuneScape. Yes. You got it. Ah, right out of the box. You got it. There we go. Um, so, yeah. I did have to think about that. Thanks, thanks for joining us. Beat the RuneScape podcast. Let's yeah, do it. Top 10 Perspective. Right, we'll be back top. next week. What are you guys doing this weekend? You have some cool plans? I'm going to visit with a buddy of mine, probably watch some movies or something. And that's all, right. all that's written in stone right now. So, yeah. John? I got no plans at all. Uh, it's going to be a nice, quiet weekend, hopefully. Budapest Hotel might happen. I don't know. It's that cool. or it's going to be me, like, it. getting caught up on work, so. Cool, cool. All right, we'll be back next week, guys. Bye. Later. Oh, also the YouTube, but bye. It's already off. Plugs.